Welcome to the Just Grace It podcast with Brian and Rex. just leave this. Welcome to the Just Grace It podcast with Brian and Becky Ross. He's the pastor and my hubby. She's the horse girl and my wife. And we're coming to you from our home in the Midwest, Refuge Farm. Join us as we discuss how to apply God's grace to marriage, family, life, and ministry in, in the, the Just, Just Grace It podcast. podcast. I have to be then, don't I? <laughs> like, very wiggly, trying to get yourself all situated. <laughs> it's a very much a process. I mean, you got to, you're settling in for at least a 45 minute ride here, so you got to be comfortable. I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> so we had a snow day today. And hi, welcome. Yeah. Hello, everyone. <laughs> so this is our second go around with our new mic and we have made a couple minor adjustments uh, based on some feedback that we got and so we're hoping that making a couple adjustments on the settings will um, give it a little bit more volume. Uh, the feedback we got was that the tone sounded better or more rich from yeah. the better mic. But that I think it, you can still hear the fireplace in the background going. A little maybe. That's okay. Yeah. We are sitting in front of the fire. It's like our favorite place to be now. It's in front of the fireplace. Right. And I got my decaf. And I have just tea this evening. Okay. So, how, are you feeling better? Last podcast So, yeah, you were... last week I was not feeling well. I, I think we recorded that on a Sunday night. And yeah. I didn't go to school. I stayed home and slept the next day. And I'm definitely feeling much better than I was. So, yeah. What about you? Um, so Sunday, I felt like I was coming, so you were sick a week ago, so it's it's Thursday evening. The 3rd of February. So, a week ago Sunday is when we recorded the last podcast, and you were not feeling well. Yep. And then you kind of went, got over it pretty quickly, and then this last Sunday, I came home from church and had a terrible migraine. Oh my word, I had such a terrible headache. Right. It was horrible. And I felt like I was getting congested and like what you had. But then we have just been very faithful with taking our... we So we do raw kombucha, which I know some of you have are fans of and some of you guys are not, but... We swear by it when we're, especially when we feel like we're coming down with something. If you just really have some every day, yeah. It, if if you get sick, it like really helps cut it. I think. And so I think it has to so be. It, yeah, it has to be the raw stuff though. Yeah, it can't just be the sugary stuff. It's got to be the raw, raw kombucha, because um, then it has all the good probiotics and all that kind of stuff. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I, but I, I was okay Monday morning. I was just tired. I don't often get migraines, but that, that one was like, oh my word. Then we had a, a storm yesterday that came through and we got let out of school early. 
And then today we had yeah. a snow day. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. it's How'd you use your snow day, babe? Uh, we went grocery shopping. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Exciting times, people. Yeah. So, yeah, and then um, I spent some time with the horses today because I didn't, well, that's not true. I did yesterday in the storm, not because I wanted to, aside from just doing the normal chores, but... Yeah. Needless to say, Faith had a freak out yesterday. Yeah, she's... That's our rescue, Faith. She... She's doing so much better. She really is. But yesterday was a, not a good day for her. She, She's very sensitive to the weather, and we're so, you know... She has less days like that, but yesterday she was having a day. And, um... So I just, I can't leave her in that condition when she's just like, she had some, maybe some of you saw, if you're friends with me on Facebook, um, I posted a video of her. We came home from, we had to get some horse feed and we came home and she was just covered in icicles like all over. They have, so our barn is set up where they can... They both have, like, a part that they can run in and have shelter and get out of the weather and stuff. And she decided that it was more fun to stay out in the weather. And so she literally had icicles hanging from her mane. Her mane was, excuse me, her mane was, like, a tangled mess and icicles everywhere. And they were hanging in front of her eyes off her forelock and just hanging off the side of her body and just she was a mess and so I especially the one that was hanging like right in front of her eye it was really heavy and so I wanted to get that one off and um but she was just kind of a hot mess emotionally yesterday so I kind of had to deal with that before I could deal with getting the icicle off and then finally you know she calmed down and I got the icicle off and it was fine but and I'm getting better at not having when she's emotional reaction yeah when she's really having a freak out I don't I'm doing much better with just staying pretty like okay have your freak out yeah. You know, and let's move on. Right. So, but then today I spent some time with them while you were bringing Andrew to work and getting, you had a haircut appointment. And I took her for a walk outside of our fence area and over into the neighbor's field and out by our woods and stuff like that. And she, today she was great she was like a little puppy dog she was sniffing everything she was curious about everything she was fine going out in places she hasn't been since summertime i mean she was really good so yeah well that's good glad it was more of a positive outing i of course was gone getting my hair cut at that point but yeah i'm taking andrew to work yep so um, um the other thing i've been doing is I've been working out. I've so the last month or so 
I've been really trying, well, maybe slightly over a month, but. And no, it's not just a New Year's resolution thing. I've been really wanting, I used to work out a ton. Like, I used to work out five, six days a week. And I really, I loved it. Like, it just, not only did it help me stay in shape, but it also is really good for mood boosting. And just, if you are stressed, it helps get, just release that stress and kind of get your aggravations out. And and then, um, I don't even, I can't honestly remember why I got out of that habit I don't just, well, yes, I do. I was working full time for a while and that was not a planned thing. No. And so, and that was a couple of years ago. And then it just, yeah, it just, life kind of happened and I got out of the habit and. And then COVID came and. Yeah. You probably. We should have been we working have been out more some, than what we did. Some better and, habits. Yes, but. and we got into some bad habits, eating-wise. and Both of us tend to be comfort eaters, emotional eaters. Sometimes we get stressed and it's like, oh, let's make cookies. Oh, let's get ice cream. Oh, let's have some pie. Oh, let's... Yeah, and, that, and there's never any stress with ministry. So. Oh, never. Yeah. Never, ever. Mm -mm. Who would ever think that? <laughs> so... So what do you want to talk about? Well, I'm finishing my story. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were. Go ahead. So anyway, working out just kind of got, well, and I think part of it too was our schedule, our schedules were so like all over the place because sometimes you guys were going to school and if you guys are going to school and you're in person at school, a That's a whole schedule. different routine and schedule than if you're you were virtual. Right. So then that throws me off because then, you know, and so it was back and forth and you know, it would be at the last minute, oh, okay, we're going to be off for 2 weeks or whatever it was. So, I think that played a role in it too and but I've been trying to get back into working out and I found a new um, workout program that I really like that I've done the last couple of days and it's like 20 minutes and it's just short and sweet to the it's point. short and sweet and to the point it's strength training it's stretching it's um, some cardio so you do like three days of like strength based training where um, you might use weights or you might use resistance bands or you might do just use your own body weight or a combination of all those things. And then the other two days, so it's a five-day-a-week program, 20 minutes a day, and then the other two days is more of a cardio focus. So um, I, I really like it. Good. I'm still and doing it. I like the trainer because she's just like really – to the point, this is what we're doing, here's how we're doing it, Let's just get it done. And that's kind of what I need in my life right now. Yeah, so. efficiency. Yeah. Well, that's good. I'm still doing the um, the eating through 
Octavia for what I'm doing to get my weight down and under control and have a weigh-in this coming Sunday, so I'm thinking it's going to be a good one, though, from what I can tell, so. I hope so. Yeah. So, uh, this is totally a different subject, but kind of what we wanted to talk about today, that's just what's going on in our lives, so. <laughs> um, but what we wanted to talk about today is, this is going to be another two or three part so there'll be, you know, the next podcast and the next podcast will probably be on this topic. But we um, we have a small group at our church called the Transform Life group. And it originally started out, um, another couple came up with the name and another couple that, was, that um, attends our church, like, kind of originally had the idea for it. And it was originally more of a, we would get together once or twice a month and um, just pray for each other and kind of share burdens and testimonies and just be real with each other about stuff that's going on and, you know, maybe struggles. And then we would have a, a prayer time, so it was kind of a little bit of a prayer meeting too and just kind of trying to support each other yeah it was pretty informal it wasn't yeah um, yeah and it was meant to like bring just people together people together and bring us closer together and just like connect you know and and understand that we all struggle and we all go through we have um you know sometimes there's sin you struggle with sometimes there's just relationship stuff you struggle with sometimes there's just stuff with your kids hurts and things going on and and you know or maybe dealings with stuff from your past or whatever and um you know our church is grace life bible church so we want our church to be about living the grace life in all areas you know and not um not feeling like you have to pretend pretend like you're not oh i never struggle with anything or i never you know have any problems or right and so that's originally what it started out and then covid happened and so we weren't able to meet in person for a while and we tried doing it over zoom well we did do it over zoom for like three or four months yeah and then when summertime came so that would have been summer of 2020 yeah um, then people kind of got busy and didn't join the Zoom call anymore. And so it kind of got pushed to the wayside because nobody was really participating very much. And so, um, well, then the couple that was kind of heading that up decided that they would didn't want to anymore. And so we had to make a decision about, you know, did we want to? do that and so we decided that it was a benefit to the assembly and so we kind of took it up over and um one of the um what word am i looking for i don't know feedback some of the feedback we got was 
You know, sometimes when you just leave everything organic in a group setting like unstructured. that. Unstructured. Unstructured and people are just like, we're all kind of sitting around looking at each other like, okay, who's going to talk next? Who's going to share next? I don't know. And you'd be sitting there and it'd kind of be this awkward silence, right? Yeah, sometimes. Not all the Not time. Not all the time, but sometimes it would be. And so we kind of decided to avoid that as much as possible. We... um we're going to kind of use the group to do a book study um, talking about, since the name of the group is The Transformed Life, how does God's grace transform our life? Like, what does that look like in very practical ways? Yeah, sort of the, mechan- the, the mechanics of it. Right. And so you and I had read this book, Lifetime Guarantee by Bill Gillum. And the subtitle is Making Your Christian Life Work and What to Do When It Doesn't. Right. And um, we decided to use that book sort of as the basis for going through the practicality of what does, how does applying God's grace to everyday life or to the struggles you have in your life, what does that look like, boots on the ground? Yeah, and of course that... He, you know, a lot of scripture and stuff is covered in the book. Yeah, it's not just his opinion. It was sort of a launching off point then for discussion and conversation about about all this. And so that was, so we started going through this with the folks in what, uh, last winter? Yeah. Winter of 2021 when we reconvened and <clears throat> somebody... Well, last fall. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, our first meeting it was with this was in January, I think, of last year. But Oh, you're right. Um, but somebody had told me about this back in our Bible conference in the fall of 2019, this book. And then in 2018 and 2019, we had done two conferences about, like, about this general subject matter of the, the flesh and the heart and the, the mind and the renewing of the mind and sort of trying to make sense of, you know, what all that was. And mm-hmm. there was a guest at our conference in 2019 and I had been teaching and he asked me if I had ever read this book because um, he felt like what I was saying was very similar to what Bill Gillum says in this book. And I had never heard of the book. With that's how the book got on my radar, and then I bought it, and then we read it during the pandemic. The pandemic, yeah. and decided this would be a a good way to structure the group when it yeah. when it reconvened. Yep. So, um, so what we want to do in the next few episodes of the podcast is just share with the broader audience, like what what you and I personally have been learning over the last few years about the topic of our hearts, the flesh, sin, you know, living in obedience, grace, how does all that play together in the Christian life and how's that like what have we learned about that? How's that affected us personally, you and I? you know, as a married couple, but as individuals and as parents and. So there's no way we're going to talk about all that in this episode. No, this this is going to be a few episodes. So I I think personally we should just sort of 
start by kind of talking about our story of, of how we came to wonder if we were understanding the issue of our heart correctly, mm-hmm. just as sort of a backstory. And before we get into this, I just want to say that this is our understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody has to agree you know, 100% with the way that we understand it, but we do feel like... um, And some of it, I would say also, some of it we are very settled on, that this we feel, we believe that this is how Scripture is teaching. Right, and others... And then other parts of it, we're still... Not, we're still learning. We're still figuring figuring it out, but um, the... Tonight we want to talk about the heart because that was the first thing, the issue of the heart. And whether or not, do you have a Jeremiah 17, 9 heart that's deceitful above all things and desperately wicked? Or do you have, as a believer, a new heart, a different kind of a heart besides a deceitful and desperately wicked heart? And so that's kind of what we want to talk about tonight. And then our our story of how that all came to be and we kind of changed our mind on some things and why we changed our mind Um, so yeah that's what we're going to talk about tonight i mean so i had taught for years and believed for years that you know jeremiah 17 9 the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked who can know it that that applied to everybody and I didn't make believer believers and just all, yeah, yeah believer and unbeliever, and I made no sort of distinction. distinction about that, and I just taught it and understood it to be just a general statement that was true of everybody. And then I would say you were the one that first you heard some different teaching on some of those verses, and then so that I led was, to us talking. So. Yes, so. A friend of mine, a good friend of mine, had was going through a really rough time in her life, and one of her family members had um, directed her to listen to um, this particular preacher, and she's she had shared some of the sermons with me, and so I started listening, and. Um, I'm pretty careful about who I listen to. Like, you know, yeah, I right. don't, I don't, I want to make sure that, um, you know, the person that I'm listening to is solid biblically. And, and right. I am not a per like, I don't have to agree a hundred percent. Like I, I, but you have, for me to listen to you with any sort of regular regularity, you got to be pretty sound biblically. You got to be more. You got to be right more often than you're not. Yeah, and um, and understand grace. Yeah. Like understand that we're not not be teaching that we're under back under the law. You have to understand be teaching that we're under. And, and under I would grace. say the particular teacher that you were listening to at definitely understands grace for sure. Maybe he, not some of the. Maybe not some of the more dispensational type right things. like timeline things but definitely understands grace definitely 
um, teaches total forgiveness. Yeah. Which one of the first sermons of his that I listened to, he was teaching that. Which is something we, that was the first thing you and I ever talked about when we met was that issue of total forgiveness. Yes, that when, when you became a believer, you were, when you accepted Christ as your Savior, when I accepted Christ as my Savior, when anyone accepts Christ as their Savior, they're forgiven all their sins and trespasses. Right. Period. The end. Like, there is no keeping short accounts. There is no going to bed at night and, you know, dear Lord, please forgive me first for all John my sins. 1 John 1.9. Yes. That first John 1.9 is talking about, it's talking to an unsaved person, first of all. And it's not one Bible verse and the whole... Scope of scripture. Scope of scripture, especially in the New Testament, is not teaching to keep short accounts with God. Right. And because then you run into the issue of, well, what if I forget something? Or what if, you know, all the what ifs. And I've talked in here, on here before, about my anxiety about, did I forget a sin? Did I, you know, does that mean I lost my salvation? All that. And all the things that that can lead. So it would be fair to say that your first encounter with this pastor was a positive one because he was talking about yes. being totally forgiven yes. and all your sins being taken care of yes. through Calvary. And so then that probably set you on the footing of, okay, I can see what else he might have to say. Correct. Okay. So then I started listening to some other messages that he had talking about the heart. And... He was talking about the heart, the flesh, what is the flesh, what is the heart, um, you know, how do those two things play together, um, and what happens to your heart when you become a believer. Like, do you still have this Jeremiah 17, 9 heart, or do you get a new heart? And he was teaching that when you get saved one of the things that you get one of the spiritual blessings that you get is a new heart and you know one of the verses that he used to show that was second corinthians five seventeen, which talks about um i'm drawing a blank if Second Corinthians five seventeen. Oh, oh, about being a new creature. <laughs> he's I'm sitting, drawing a blank too. He's I'm sitting like, there oh. with the Bible on his lap. I'm All right, like, here we go. Therefore, out. if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Yeah. So, when you believe, you are put in Christ. We all know and can agree with that. And it says, "Old things have passed away. Behold." All things have become new. And you're a new creature. So how can you, how can all things become new? And you're a new creature in Christ, but you still have a heart that's desperately wicked. Yeah. It just, and I'm not going to lie when he, for, and then he had other verses and Paul's epistles that he went to to talk about, which I think we're going to share here in a minute. Um... And, it, you know, this was, like, totally opposite from everything I had ever heard growing up. Everything I had heard, you know, even in gray circles. And so I, it took me a little bit to be like, okay, 
is this the truth? Like, is this for real? Is is he right about this? Are, is he reading those verses correctly? And um, I went through and I studied, like, through the scriptures and Paul's epistles that talk about the heart. And I'm like, I came to the conclusion, I'm like, I have a new heart. I don't have a desperately wicked heart anymore. I don't have a deceitful heart. Like, and there was something about that piece of my identity in Christ that I didn't know that I had before that when I got a hold of it, like, I don't know how to describe it any other way, but like my heart my spirit was like rejoicing and I felt like a burden had been taken off of me. I don't know how to describe it any other way. Well, I would say then, you know, you kind of, you kind of were thinking differently about this first. Yeah. And then you came to me and were like, you know, there's something here that I want you to listen to me about. And before you just you know, answer or whatever and think about. And so, cause I know when I first, when you first told me my first reaction was no, 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 that's not right. Yeah. You know, Jeremiah 17, nine. And, and I don't know if you said it at the time or if it was one of the first things I started thinking about, but it was, why am I applying this verse from time past, this verse from the old Testament to myself now as a believer in the dispensation of grace that I have this terribly desperately wicked heart now as a believer then that was kind of for me that was like sort of the first thing where I'm like hmm um why am I doing that and yeah. should I be doing that yeah and then I just got out of concordance and started looking at verses about the heart I guess probably similar to what you did and I'm gonna share a few of them yeah so the first one that really got me thinking was Romans 5, 5. And hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. And so I started thinking, well, the Holy Ghost is in me. And that verse seems to be saying that he's in my heart, that the Holy Ghost is in there. So right away, I'm like, well... If the Holy Ghost is in my heart, I can't be running around here with this Jeremiah 17, 9 heart. Well, right? it says God's love is shed abroad in your heart. Yeah, by so the Holy that, Ghost. that word shed abroad, like, it's like, it's all over the place in there. It's not just in one little corner. Right. So that was the first verse. It's shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. And then I started looking at, thinking about some more things. And then I went to... I came across 2 Corinthians 1, so I'm just going to turn there quick. 2 Corinthians 1, 22, Paul says in verse 21, he says, Now he which establisheth us with you in Christ, and hath uh, anointed us in God, and then it says in verse 22, who, all, who hath also sealed us, and given the earnest of the Spirit in our hearts. So now I had a verse that said that the place that God played that the place God put his spirit when I got saved was in my heart. Right. 
So if the love of God is shed abroad in my heart and God put the earnest of his spirit into my heart, then God's view of my heart couldn't be the same as Jeremiah 17, 9. Otherwise, why is he putting his spirit in there? Well, and how can the spirit live in a place that's deceitful above all things and desperately wicked? Right. God's spirit can't live in a wicked place. Which really got wouldn't me... wouldn't dwell in a wicked place. Thinking about, you know, this change. And then another one for me was Galatians 4, 6. Uh, because, well, verse 4, But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his Son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because ye are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of his Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So then I'm like, whoa. Now he's in there. He's shedding the love of God abroad in there. He's put in my heart as the earnest, and he's from my heart crying, Abba, Father. And for those who don't know, when you say earnest, it means like the down payment. Right, right, yeah. So, and then with the verse you already mentioned in Second Corinthians chapter 5, 17 about, um, I'm just going to go read it because... All things have become new. My mind is not working well at the moment for some reason. But yeah, about old things passed away therefore if any man be in christ he is a new creature old things are passed away behold all things which would include your heart yep all things are become new so i i just started to realize that i and and then as a believer my actions i started thinking about verses like this in ephesians um, five or six, Ephesians six, um, verse six, Ephesians six six. Now with eye service as men pleasers, but as ser- as the servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, with good will doing service as to the Lord and not to men. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. If I now have the ability to do the will of God out of my heart. And the Holy Spirit's in my heart, and the Holy Spirit in my heart is crying, Abba, Father, and he's shedding the love of God abroad in my heart, and old things, all things have passed away. Behold, all things are become new. I started to realize, yeah, you know, I, I think Jeremiah 17.9 isn't talking about me as a believer living in this dispensation. Well, and then for me, there's the verse that talks about how Christ dwells in our hearts by faith. Yeah. And the one that talks about how we have obeyed from the heart. Yep. You can't obey from the heart if you have a desperately wicked heart. A desperately wicked heart isn't going to be obedient to the Lord. Yeah, and, 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 I, and I know, like, there could be some gray area about the mind and the heart sometimes, and they seem sometimes to be used interchangeably. But for me, these verse these verses that we just went over are pretty concrete, definitive verses that the the Holy Spirit is living in my heart, mm-hmm. which means, and I think this was the one of the key things we got from um, that other teacher was that that means that God is good with God is okay with us at the core, at the who basic level of who we are. Yeah. 
And he didn't just like renovate you and fix up what was wrong. He totally took your old man and killed it. Yeah. And crucified it and put it away by the sacrifice of himself and raised you up in Christ as a new creature in Christ where all all things are new. And I think both of us felt a real sort of, you know, liberating understanding there. It really, it really was because if you, how can, and this is, we're going to go into this, how can you have victory over sin? Not that you're ever, not that we're ever in this life going to achieve sinless perfection. That's not what we're saying at all. But how can you have victory over sin or how can you yield your members as servants to righteousness if your heart the core of who you are is still deceitful and desperately wicked yeah you, you, it it's like you're you would never have victory yeah. and 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 also i was always under the impression that god was like looking at me with these like rose-colored jesus glasses on so, like, he couldn't really see how horrible I was because he had his Jesus glasses on. But I still was really horrible. Yeah. You know, I'm saved, but I still was really horrible at the core of who I am. I still was, like, this, had all this darkness and ugliness inside of me because, but he couldn't see it anymore. Because, because he had his Jesus glasses. He was because seeing he you. had his Jesus glasses on and I was in Christ now. And Which you are. Which I am, Right. You are in Christ. You are put in Christ as a believer. But he's not looking at me just with Jesus glasses on. He is looking at me as this new creature that he made me to be. Right. And. Well, your old man has been crucified. Yes. Dead. Romans 6. For we've been planted together in the likeness of his death. We shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this. That our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. So that yes, old Yes, so now you, we don't have to serve sin anymore. Yes. That's the whole point. You you might choose to sometimes, excuse me, but you don't have to anymore. From right. now on, you don't have to. Right. And just, it's different than... Nowadays, there is this whole movement in the world of, I am enough. I am powerful. I can, you know, I can do it. I can overcome. I can achieve. I, 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 I. This viewing of yourself as this new creature in Christ has nothing to do with you. You didn't do it. He did it all. Right. So you can still have a positive view of yourself as a child of God, but not because of anything you did, but because of what he did for you. It's not I, but Christ. Exactly. Exactly. And so to me, there's a difference there between... Well, I'm worthy and I'm enough and I'm this and I'm that and a positive view of yourself that says that you can have that positive view because of what Christ did for you. 
So one of the things that I think maybe you should mention is, so we obviously, you've heard teaching over the years from, from men, not that that's not the pattern of how things are supposed to go, but you told me before that you kind of felt like it was all sort of just logic, cold, hard logic and almost robotics, so to speak. But that when, um, when you came to understand and to realize that Christ and that God really truly loved who you were at your core and he wasn't just looking at you with Jesus glasses on, that that was kind of an emotional, um, uh, realization for you. Yeah. And I, I'm even getting tears in my eyes right now. Just thinking about it, because if if you're someone like me who really even now still struggles with my view of myself, <laughs> you know, and I I have I can sometimes have very negative um, mental talk. That's self talk. Yes. Yeah. Um. And for me, who, because of things that happened in my past, often doesn't feel like I'm worth anything or doesn't feel like I am deserve to be loved or doesn't feel like, you know, why would anyone want me why would anyone you know why why um to know that i truly have been made different from the inside out and i'm not just this icky person that god just doesn't see anymore because he's got his jesus glasses on but he truly has transformed me now, when I have that struggle of um, negative, those old messages, those old lies coming in, it's much easier to fight those lies with the truth because now I know what the truth is. So before it was like, before, and I'm going to say it this way because I don't know how else to say it, okay? But it was almost like the Bible was like this magic wand where you would think something and, you you know, it was just the word that effectually worketh in me that believe and that was like supposed to zap it and just take care of it, right? And sort of, right. but you were doing that and I was doing it too with a really big piece of the picture or puzzle, if you will, not fully understood and that is that He's not just looking, God's not just looking at you through his Jesus glasses. He literally has made you and me, he's made every believer, a new creature, a new, just like, and just the magnitude of all that. And, and, that, he, you're, lo he, and loves that he loves me. us. He loves me for me, the way he created me to be. I mean, Ephesians 
and not and that's not just in like a general sense, but all of your personality, yes. all of your the things individual... that make me me. The fact that you know I am an introvert, that I can be kind of shy sometimes, but you know the anything that makes me me, he loves that about me. So the things that you feel insecure about and yes. wish you could change and how could he love this or how could he love that or whatever, it's the realization that you at the heart of who you are, at the core of who you are. God loves me. God me. loves you. He likes you and he like is going to like spend eternity hanging out with you and he's excited to do it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. So... Especially when you've grown up having a, a father that didn't view you that way. Yeah. You know, one of my favorite verses in scripture is the one, I believe it's in Romans, where it talks about, um, I, I can't remember it verbatim, but it talks about how um, they will be they will be my sons and my daughters and I will be a father to them. And that like when I got the piece about my heart being different that verse meant so much more. Yeah. Especially to somebody like me who, you know, I I unfortunately as much as I might want it I don't have that with my earthly dad but I can have that with my heavenly dad you know and that he he's not he's not looking at me and telling me that I'm not enough or I'm not good enough or I'm not you know because I struggle over here I'm not worthy or I he can't you know he can't look at me or he doesn't want to have a relationship with me He's made it so that he can have relationship with me. And not only he can have relationship with me, he wants to have relationship with me. Yeah. And and by and <clears throat> by relationship you mean like you through the word of God and prayer actually communing with your heavenly father. Yes. Not a standoffish, sterile Yes. Ne exclusively theological mental gymnastics, but that... Having a real relationship that when I go to him in prayer, and we've talked he about prayer you. on here before too, but that I really am going to my father and talking to him about anything and everything that's on my heart and mind. And the Holy Spirit, you know, I just... The, the, the Holy Spirit that is in your heart, I, I have a list here. Every day, the Holy Spirit does it, at minimum, in my opinion, three things. Number one, the Holy Spirit cries, Abba, Father, out of your heart. Romans 8, 16, the Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are a child of God. So the second thing the Holy Spirit's doing is he's bearing witness with my spirit that I am a child of God. And that, that, that verb there, beareth witness, is in the present tense and the active voice. Which means that right now, right now, as we're sitting here having this conversation, the Holy Spirit is bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God. 
And how can he do that if and you have a he, wicked heart? How can he do that? He bears witness with our spirit because our heart has been made new. And the third thing he does is that he's constantly making intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Like he 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 really he truly is advocating for the truth of God's word in our lives and wants us to pay attention and, uh, to who we are and understand who we are and by faith act on who we are. So and when so when my brain goes off and wants to remind me of all the lies. There's an Ellie Holcomb song and you brought this out the line in the song that talks about worry whispers lies but let the truth reveal he takes the truth and and puts let's like nope this is the truth this is the truth this is the truth and he's bearing witness with that in my spirit that i am my father's daughter so you need to not get more information from God, the Holy Spirit. No, it, it, you, well, he's we, you need to renew building your the mind truth. Yeah, yes, my to, mind has to be renewed to that truth. You take away that lie that your brain has put in front of you and say, no, that's not who I am. This is who Scripture says I am. This yes. is who the Holy Spirit says I am. And then you, by faith, make the choice to yield to that truth and obey yes. that truth. Yes. And that's where all the difference is. That is the difference, yes. right? So how long it, have we been going? It's not that it's not a struggle sometimes. I, you know, I just had this last weekend. I had a hard struggle. Like, it, it. there are times where I still really struggle in that area of feeling like I am an, of, I don't even know how to put it. That I have value, I guess. That I have any value, you know, and... If I didn't have this truth to fall back on, that I have a new heart, I'm wanted, I'm accepted, I'm loved, I'm chosen, I'm all those things. Like you said, the heart thing was the piece of the puzzle that was missing. Because how many times were we taught Ephesians 1 and all the, thing, all the spiritual blessings we've been given in Christ, but you still have a Jeremiah 17, 9 heart. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, but I don't understand how that works. Especially when either all things are made new or, or they're, they're not. not. And the thing that's in process is your mind. Yeah. The mind is what is needing to be renewed. Because the Holy Spirit is in your heart crying out a father. The Holy Spirit is in your heart doing all those things. And the other thing is, um, and I have to find... So the Holy Spirit, he's there, he's crying out a father, right? He's um, um, bearing witness with your spirit that you're a child of God. He's making intercession. And then the last thing is 2 Corinthians 4.16. Your inward man is renewed day by day. Well, how is your inward man? Your outward man is perishing, but your inward man is renewed day by day. Well, why is that? That's because the Holy Spirit's in there. And he's doing all these things for you every day. He's crying out a he's father. Gotta he's got to remind, he, you know, especially for me, i got to be reminded of that all the time. So what's in process is not the identity. What's in process is our thinking. Yes. So I think this is probably a good spot to kind of maybe like... Stop. Stop and maybe just, I might say for the next time... Somebody might be listening and saying, well, if that's true, 
if I am, if I have, if my heart is good before the Lord and the core of who I am and God loves me the way you guys are saying, why am I still struggling with A, B, or C, whatever that is? Yeah. And I think that... Why do we still struggle with the flesh? Why do we because still struggle, we still with, the struggle flesh? with the flesh? If, so yeah. I, I think the next time we'll talk about what the flesh is, yeah. I think we're pretty set on what our heart condition is and we're pretty set on what the flesh is. And so I think next time we'll talk about what the flesh is and what role does that play when you are struggling. And we'll get in, more into Romans 6, 7, and 8 and... Because that talks all about that. And then, you know, share some from this book that we read too. Um, th- he just has some really good explanations for the mechanics of it all that I just feel like... Are helpful. It's helpful. It's just helpful. It explains some hard <clears throat> chapters. And, you know, I think theologians have come along here and there over the years and tried to explain all this stuff and it just kind of muddies the waters and... I just feel like he just does a really good job like breaking everything down and then putting it all back together for you so you can understand what is going on when we struggle and when we sin sometimes and why do we still sin and what is the flesh? And and do we have two natures? Do we we, have two natures? Are we these schizophrenic people that are like, well, I'm in this nature now, now I'm in that nature and this nature and that nature. Yeah, do we hop back and forth? Do we hop back and forth between natures or is it something else? And I think that's where some people, you know, might see it a little differently than maybe we do. But I think I'm, for me personally, I'm, I'm, I'm set with, I'm a new creature. The Holy Spirit's in my heart. I don't have a Jeremiah 17, 9 heart. And the core of who I am is, is good well and if you fall back on if you fall back on understanding in scripture who something is being written to and the context of what is being said that passage in jeremiah is the prophet jeremiah is he not talking to the nation of israel who is in disobedience One would say yes. (laughs) You know, I mean, and they hadn't had the Savior come yet, so they couldn't have a new heart. Right. So, so yes, they had a desperately wicked heart and a deceitful heart because they hadn't had a Savior come to... And the lost man today still does. Yeah. Because he's dead in trespasses and sins, and he's Ephesians 2, 1 through 3. He's following the course of the world. Yes. But that's his understanding is darkened. He can't, yeah. Right. So that's not who we are anymore as believers. No. So. And I, I just, if this is something, I just want to end with this. If this is something that you've not ever heard anyone say before, I was in that boat at one point, like five, six years ago. <laughs> I was in that boat where I'm like, whoa, like if this is true, this is amazing. But I have to make sure it's true first. Right. I would just go do a word study in Paul's epistles especially and look up the word heart and all the things it says about the heart. And like, I'm not even kidding. That's like five, six, maybe seven, eight verses. So in other words, just, just give look it a fair at, hearing. Um, yeah, give it a fair hearing. And like, don't. Don't let us saying something or anybody else that maybe you have 
listened to in the past who has a differing opinion, like, people who teach don't always get things correct. They're I'll be not, the first to admit they're that. They're not infallible. We're not infallible. No. no. But, like, you gotta, that's where you gotta be, like, it says in Acts, be the Berean and search the scriptures and decide if these things are so. Right. So. so we're complete in Christ, aren't we? Yes. Yes. So well. I hope that was this little chat was of benefit, and we'll get more into it. I'm kind of excited to do this series. So we'll pick up with kind I love this topic. I get I know, very excited you're, you're about very, it. You're very emotional. That's not bad, though. I'm an emotional girl. I don't. I know it. <laughs> If you uh, want to drop us a note, uh, please email us at Brian, B-R-Y-A-N, Brian at JustGraceIt.com. It's Brian at JustGraceIt.com. If you would help to support the podcast by liking it, sharing it, rating it, telling somebody else about it, we would appreciate rating that. Rating and reviews are really, really good. We really would love to get this out more. Um, like, we're hoping to grow this and... Um, retire <laughs> well, I don't know if we'll get that far but um, we're hoping to grow the podcast we're hoping to maybe even get some sponsors which would just like help us out financially if we can have some sponsors that would support the podcast just products that we would use or like or whatever. I do have some things in mind that we have used that I really like. I just have to reach out to those companies and I would never like share or recommend anything that we haven't tried or used ourselves. But um, it's just in this day and age, it's just really important to have lots of different ways of earning income. And yeah, so, so um, thanks for listening. So when you, I say that to say that when you actually leave a review on Apple or Spotify or you give us like five stars or even four stars, um, that like really helps. And then when we do get sponsors, they'll be like, oh yeah, they're a five star rated podcast. So yeah, we'd love to work with you guys. And that just kind of helps us out. So if you are benefiting um, and you're willing to help us out in that way, we would very much appreciate it. It takes like less than 30 seconds to leave a review or a star. Yes. Or five stars. Well, I guess that's it then, hey? Mm -hmm. Thanks for listening. Grace and peace. Talk to you later. Bye.